Cherie Hardy, and I am so grateful that you have decided to tune in. Today, I am going to be talking about gun control. I'm titling this message, Righteousness or Regulation, the Truth About Gun Control. What is at the heart of so much violence in the world, but especially right now in this country? And I'm going to talk about my thoughts. Um, I just have to say this, you probably figured it out already. I've always been that person who listened to the beat of a different drummer. And sometimes when I'm listening to mainstream ideas, I generally don't hear people talking about these ideas enough, and maybe they are. And the media, or whoever controls the media, we call them the network in my house, the network who controls the media um, really tries to, I think, intentionally suppress certain ideas, certain thoughts. Um, it's becoming harder because of things like social media, and of course you have all these different internet platforms where people can say things, but we need to talk about gun violence from a different perspective. Regulation has been talked about a lot, and that is what many lawmakers and some people believe, you know, if we just regulate the kind of guns that people have, or um, if we regulate who can get these guns, then we will reduce the violence. Um, I say that the issue is not about regulation, it is about righteousness, and I'm gonna talk about this. There has already been some effort made in different states and different parts of the nation to, you know, have more regulation about who can get a gun, when that person can get a gun, what kind of gun they can get. And you know what has happened? Violence has increased and mass shootings have been on the rise. And believe it or not, and this is something, God, please, whoever can have more power than I have. I don't have a lot of followers and influence. But whoever does, if they hear this message, the message needs to be about righteousness. Because all problems in our society start with righteousness. And when I say righteousness, I'm not talking about a religion. I'm talking about having the right mindset, the right attitude, the right values, the right view. And righteousness has to do with whether or not you believe you are put on this earth to help people and to help the earth and the world or to hurt people. Righteousness is about construction. It is about building. It is about inspiring and uplifting and making the world a better, um, happier, healthier place. And so we're not talking enough about righteousness and righteousness is not something you necessarily are born with. Righteousness is something you have to be taught. And this is why the world is becoming weaker and more wicked because I don't know why, I don't know why we will not teach the right things. And uh, there are some people who argue, you know, church versus state, they should be separate. You see, righteousness is not necessarily connected to religion. It can be. Some religions support doing good, some don't, you know, so that's why I don't say it's connected necessarily to religion. But righteousness is about doing the right thing for humanity 
and the universe. And anytime you go against nature or you go against um, what is right, you cause pain and you cause disease and you cause death. And, you know, my daughter would tell you, I, I grew up telling, she grew up, to, I told her all the time, there are people that wake up in the morning, I don't know why, from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed, all they want to do is hurt people and destroy things. They conjure up every idea imaginable to hurt people. Righteousness is like light. It can uncover the darkness. And the way that you're going to stop violence in this nation and in the world is you're going to have to teach people to do right things. Having a gun is not a bad thing. There are times when you do need a gun. There are times when a gun is appropriate. If a wild animal was outside and you were outside and it was getting ready to attack you and attack your family, you should take it out. You should try to destroy that wild animal. Or if there's a person who is deranged or unrighteous, you should be able to end that person's ability to hurting you and your family. But what we have is a situation where people are disturbed and they have a lot of distortions in their head and they go to a grocery store and they shoot up a whole bunch of people that have nothing to do with them. Their problem is, the irony is, they say that they gotta kill these people, but who they really want to kill are really are the people that, that raise them. Because really and truly, the people at the grocery store or at the church or at the school, had nothing to do with their problem. And so it let me know that this is an issue of righteousness. And this is what we have to do because I want to focus on solutions. I just did another episode where I talked about Roe versus Wade, the overturning of the national law, Roe versus Wade, and what we need to do. And I want to talk about solutions in this episode. This is what we can do to reduce gun violence. This is what we can do to reduce gun violence. We can begin to teach our children what is right and wrong. And what is right is to treat other people the way that we want to be treated. We have to begin to do this. Now, you know why this doesn't happen. I used to wonder about this sometimes. But if you go back, and I mentioned this in my other episodes, if you go back and you look at all these killers, you will go back to their childhood and you will see where their mothers and fathers failed them, where their mothers and fathers neglected to teach them right from wrong. And the reason why they couldn't teach right from wrong because they weren't right. They didn't have righteousness in them. And so unrighteous people are not able to teach righteousness. So somebody in society has to do it. There has to be a group of people or individual people who can, and it, I know it's hard. Let me just go back for a second. I know this is hard to do. This is easier said than done. It's one of those things that's easier to talk about than to actually implement. But some kind of way, as I mentioned in my last episode that I did, we have to focus not on the forest, but on the trees in our backyard. Not on the forest, but the trees in our backyard. We have to begin, for righteous people, 
to teach as many righteous people, teach righteousness to as many people as possible with love, with love, with love, with respect, not with condemnation, not with, you know, religious dogmatic stuff, you know, not that kind of thing. But we have to begin to teach children, especially children, but adults too, don't do anything to anybody that you don't want done to yourself. You know, and that's that's one thing. I mentioned this, you know, many episodes, but I was a teacher for 31 years. And in 31 years, I had one fight in my classroom. And one of the things that I did every single year I was a teacher, before I even got into the content that I taught, I, I wanted my students to have my classroom to be like a place of refuge, like a sanctuary, to be a place of warmth and light. And so I understood that we had to get along because when I first started teaching, I was at schools where I was the extreme minority. As an African-American person, woman, I was, my, many of the schools that I taught, they were non-black and the majority was other. And so I, I wanted people to get along. I had to get along. And so I established that we were going to follow the golden rule. If you didn't want anybody to take your stuff that you that you bought or your mama bought, don't take anybody else's stuff. If you don't want anybody to call your name, don't call anybody a name. I did not allow joking. I did not allow house horseplay. Um, I tried myself, although I made mistakes and we all make mistakes. We always talked about trying to be our best. We, you know, we have to teach that people are not perfect. Humans make mistakes. But when they do make a mistake, you have to try to correct that mistake. You have to try to make amends. You have to try to atone or redeem yourself. That is a part of the righteousness piece. This is all we have to do as members of the human race. We have to be righteous with everything we, we, we can. We're not perfect. We fall short. We do evil. We make mistakes. But we have to strive to do the right thing for ourselves and to others. And it's simple. We do not need to do anything to anybody that we don't want done to us. You know, it's interesting. The other night, like two or three weeks ago, I was watching something on YouTube, which was so frightening, and I don't even know how I got there, but there was this video about a man who was a nurse out in California. And this man, he's in prison now. He got on like six lifetime sentences. He'll never be able to get out of prison because he has no possibility of parole. What's interesting is he was up for the death penalty. They believe that this respiratory nurse was responsible for the death of hundreds hundreds of people, of patients. Many of these patients were in ICU. They had surgery, but they were getting better. They were fine. They were expected to recover. But under his care, they ended up dying because he poisoned them. He injected them with some poisons that might not have been easily detectable. And when they did the research and they started doing the math, it is possible that he killed hundreds. But now he was only charged, I think, for six deaths. But the point that was very interesting to me as I watched this, and I tell you, it really it just had a stream effect on me. I don't know if I should have watched it. Is that when it was time for him to face death. Now, mind you, he had killed hundreds of people, allegedly. 
But when it was time for him to face death and to be killed, he opted not. He tried his best not to be killed. And they did a plea deal with him. And therefore, he pled guilty and was able to um, not get the death penalty. In other words, he did something to other people that he didn't want done to himself. And that is what righteousness is all about. Righteousness is about doing the right thing. You don't want it done to you, you do the right thing. Some people naturally, for whatever the reason, they have this sense of honor and they want to just do the right thing. It's not a struggle. They just automatically know. But most people, given the chance to do wrong, they would do wrong first. You have to teach righteousness. You have to teach it in schools. You have to teach it at home. You got to teach it in the media. You have to teach respect. You have to teach righteousness, not religion. We're not talking about, are you a Christian? Are you a Muslim? Are you Hindu or Buddhist? We're not talking about a religion. Just doing things, teaching things where people learn, I don't want this done to me, so I don't do this to anybody else. And then here's where it gets really, really critical. We reinforce this, but we don't allow it to happen. You see, I understood as a teacher that some teachers were mean people. And you had teachers that, you know, when they were younger, they were bullies and they picked on people and they made fun of people for what they had or didn't have. And those people grew up and they became teachers. They became doctors. They became lawyers. They became judges and accountants. And so they grew up with all their whatever. You had people that grew up and they hated people just because of the color of their skin. And so when those people became doctors or lawyers, that hate didn't go away. But then if they had been taught righteousness, even with whatever they're taught and taught, you don't want anybody to kill your son, so don't kill anybody else's child. You don't want to go to your son's funeral, so don't do anything to cause someone else to go. Because this is what people don't understand. When you do unrighteousness, you are always going to get it coming back to you. This is what we must never forget. If it, comes, if it doesn't come back to you in your lifetime, then it's coming back at some point in your descendants' lifeline. And this is a fact. When I was growing up, or maybe at some point in my life, I don't remember when, there was a lady that I know when, when it was. I was working at the school, and there was this lady... She was, um, and I'm going to say her name because she was a very positive influence on my life. Mrs. Margaret Carter. She was a guidance counselor at the school. She was an older woman around my mother's age, and I hope and pray that she's still alive. We lost touch once I moved from Florida. But she used to always give like this great wisdom for life. And when she was growing up, they used to say, you have to cast some bread upon the water. And so that means that you do good and you always do good, not only for today, but you do good for future generations of people. Because many people believe in what is called righteous, um, what is it called? When it goes around, it comes around, but that's not the term I want to use. I lost my train of thought for a second, you guys. But divine reciprocity, that was the thought I wanted to say, the term I want to use called divine reciprocity where there is always this justice 
that the universe gives. And it looks like sometimes people do evil, they kill, they rape, they steal. It looks like they're getting away with it. But what really happens, you never get away with it because when you do evil and you don't repent, you don't stop, you don't try to not do that anymore and you keep doing it, it's coming back to your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children. It's coming back. In California, there's a very interesting case right now in the news. You can go try to check this out. A black family had their property stolen. This happened a lot throughout the history of America. Some blacks were able, because they worked so hard and they were righteous, they would have things. They would get land. They would get property. And just because they were black, for no other reason than the color of their skin, the outside color of their epidermis, they would have their things taken from them. And this case in California is just one of thousands where this black family's land was taken. It was prime property, it was on the beach, and the land was taken, the land was taken, and now, generations later, the descendants of that family kept fighting to get the land returned. And guess what is going to happen, ladies and gentlemen? that family's land will be returned. The people who originally bought that land have died and gone on to glory. But their descendants are now going to have the land that they lost returned. Let me tell you, it happens. And I, and this is, this is where I'm not getting religious, but I'm going to get spiritual. I, I'm, I don't know who I'm talking to, but you and we have to make the effort, the best effort that we can to do good, not only for the consequences in this lifetime, but in the reward for this lifetime, but for generations to come. I used to say that I got to cast some bread upon the water, not for me, but for my daughter. And if I have grandchildren, I don't right now, but if I do, I'm casting it for them to do as much good as I can. And yes, we are all imperfect. We make mistakes. We fall short. We sin. We don't. Have, sometimes I don't have the right mindset and thoughts, and I have to work through that. But that is the beauty of life. If you are given life, you have the chance to redeem yourself and atone and work through and get it right. If you can breathe, take a deep breath and exhale slowly. If you're breathing and you have life in you, It does not matter what you have done in the past. No, man may not forgive you and may not forget, but God will heal you and do, and you will be able to restore some things in your life. Some things are lost, they're lost forever. And I've said this on other episodes, you know, we cannot reverse time, we cannot undo mistakes, but what we can do is say, okay, this is where I am today, I'm going to work on trying to be better from this moment on until until the rest of my life as best as I can. If we do that, we will stop this gun violence. All of this is connected to somebody going to a school and shooting children that had nothing to do with their problem. You know, I never forgot the shooting. I don't forget this one a lot. Maybe it's because I was born and raised in Florida, but the shooting in Parkland. But a young man went to a school, high school, and he shot 
several people and then just walked from the school, went and got him something to eat. And when the police got him, you know, I, I, I got what he started saying, but, you know, then he wants to talk about the voices. And let me just say this about these voices, because that is real. Voices are real. They are what voices are in your head. They are audible thoughts. So sometimes our thoughts just seem to not be audible. And sometimes they do, but all voices are our thoughts. So I have to emphasize this because this young man, there was a video of him talking to the officer in the interrogation room. The officer was asking, like, why, you know, why did he do this and things like that. And he basically was saying, well, these voices were telling him to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that the voices, thoughts are never going to leave your head because if you're alive, you're going to have thoughts. What you have to learn how to do is when a thought tells you to do something that will hurt other people. Because in each case, this young man knew he would hurt people. He knew that a gun, if you shot it and you you know, you know pull the trigger and point it to somebody and you hit them, he knew that they would die. And all of these people do. The one at the grocery store, the one at the church, the one at the school, they know this. And, they, and this is what I'm saying. You have to resist this evil. You have to fight it. And you could tell that voice or that thought, you could shut it up. You could tell it to be quiet. You could actually make yourself think about something else. And if you are having, these people who have guns, if you have a gun and you know you have thoughts where you want to hurt somebody, either yourself or somebody else, then you do need to get rid of your gun. You need to take, do your own gun control and put your gun away. Separate your bullets from the gun give your guns away. If you know that you already have an issue and you don't know how to tell the voices to shut up or kick the voices out of your head or change the channel, if you haven't learned that yet, I've been talking about that list of some other episodes, then what you need to do is you do need to get rid of your gun because you will hurt somebody. And then here's the thing though, we're talking about gun violence, but again, violence in general exists because of unrighteousness. You just had a case here where a woman stabbed her three children. Apparently, according to the news article, she had seven children. She stabbed and killed three of them. Again, because if righteousness is always about, I I can't do anything to hurt somebody, not yourself or anybody else. It's just that simple. It's not even that complex. Occam's razor, the answer is usually the most simplest That's what this is. You have to understand when you get up, you don't want it done to you. And that's, again, that's what amazes me. A lot of these people, if you, if he, the same thing going, let me, I'm jumping around, but the young man in Florida, see, he, they have not sentenced him yet, but I know that he doesn't want to face the death penalty. He wanted to hurt other people. He wanted to kill other people. But now that his, it's his time to face him being hurt he doesn't want to be hurt and that tells me something everybody knows that what it feels like to hurt someone if all if people focus on I don't want to be hurt so I'm not going to hurt anybody else you would eliminate almost all the problems in the world I don't want you know I, you know I haven't been hungry in a long 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 time But I imagine what it is like to be hungry. So sometimes, you know, 
person comes up to me where I am, my business is, and they ask me for a few dollars, I give it to them because I I have a, I don't know what it's been, what it is what it feels like to be hungry and I haven't been hungry in a long time, but I imagine, and if that were me, for whatever the reason, or my daughter, or my grandchild, or my some future descendant, I would want somebody to help them. You have to live that life. You don't want anybody to take your things. So you don't take anybody else's things. You don't, you don't want anybody to come in your house and take your phone or take your furniture or see, don't do it to anybody else. Again, some people just are naturally good people. You know, you don't have to tell them to do right. They kind of just know right from wrong. But most people don't. You have to teach them these things. I never let anybody joke on other people because what I understood is that joking on other people is really a way of saying something mean to people but hiding behind a laugh. And I knew people, well, there's some people who are alive and there's some people gone. That's one of the things they used to do. I never allowed that in my classroom. I didn't allow that for my daughter. We don't joke because, and you don't do that. We have to stop that. In society, we talk about bullies all the time, but our society in general is a society that makes fun of people. So all children do is they emulate what they see and what is accepted. We can stop that. Because after a while, some people have been made fun of and talked about and put down. And they would never think about hurting someone or killing someone because of it. But some people do. Some people, you know, they, they're not stable enough or strong enough, however you want to look at it enough that they will not do that. We have to stop that. You don't want to be called names. You want to walk around somewhere and somebody talk about what you got on. You know, don't talk about what anybody else has on or how somebody looks. Don't talk about how, you know, nobody talking about how you look. You want anybody to find all your flaws and then pinpoint those flaws and talk about them and put them down. We have to teach children not to do the things that they don't want done to them. But the, the issue is, we got to help our adults because the adults are supposed to be the role models and they're supposed to lead the way. And if the adults are twisted, if their thoughts are distorted, if they are unrighteous, then all they will do is teach that to their children and anybody else. And we can stop this. You know, recently I discovered, I want to give them a shout out. Um, I was on YouTube and I discovered a channel called Adventures for Purpose or With the Purpose, Adventures with the Purpose or For Purpose. Go look them up. They're on YouTube. And what they do is they solve unsolved crimes or mysteries like people. And they, what they do is they find them underwater, their cars rather, or their remains. And there was a case that I just watched with them where they found this guy. This guy had been missing for 16 years out of North Carolina and based on their research they found his car in a lake underwater and here's the thing that was very interesting I thought to myself here are these young men they're, they seem like young men and they're using all their time to solve problems to help people give people peace of mind and comfort you got other people and all they're doing is terrorizing neighborhoods stealing from the fatherless, robbing the elderly, 
and these people in gangs and just it is just senses every day on the news. And I'm thinking about and what I marveled at when I watched Adventures for Purpose. I'm thinking, this is wonderful. You know, here are some young people, some young men making good use of their time. That's what you do when you do that. If everyone will begin to find a way to help people not hurt. Remember, righteousness is simply doing the things that help, that build, that inspire, that uplift, that empower. That's all righteousness is. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or Muslim or Buddhist or Hindu. You still got to do these things if you want to be righteous. Not religious, but righteous. And that will solve our gun problem. It may not eradicate all the senseless killing, but it will reduce it. And yes, there are times when we need guns. You know, like I said, it's, you know, wild animals or wild people. Every now and then. Well, you guys, I see my red light coming on. And so I have to end this show. Remember, is it righteousness or regulation? The truth about gun violence, we can stop it. Don't forget to check out my website, badthoughttherapy.com. And you can donate to me now so I can make a little money. Donate a little something to me so I can keep going and keep giving out these podcasts. Thank you. Peace and blessings. Have a great day.